Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. This is the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about choosing a great recital repertoire for your students. Hello there, beautiful teachers. Today we're talking about choosing pieces for concerts or recitals and I think you'll really enjoy the article that goes along with this episode which is by Joanna, one of our editors on our team and I think you'd really enjoy getting her perspective as well as mine. I'm going to start in a slightly different place to Joanna because I think there are two different places, different approaches to choosing recital repertoire, two basic paths you can go down. And there are merits to both, but I'll explain which one I choose and why. So the two basic ways to approach it, in my view, are you get students to play something they can already play well, or you choose specific recital pieces that they learn for the performance. So I am in the former camp. I have my students play something that they can already play or that they are already learning or that they were going to learn anyway. I don't pick out specific recital pieces that they learn just for that concert. The pros of doing it the the latter way of having students learn specific recital pieces, the general argument for that approach is that this is a good opportunity for them to be motivated, to push themselves forward, to do more challenging things. In general, when, when teachers take that approach, they tend to pick a slightly more challenging piece. Now, if I want that kind of, I guess, motivating factor, if I want students to work on specific pieces towards an end goal, well, that's really very similar to the role that exams play in this country. So when it comes to concerts, that's not my approach at all. But when I listen to the approach of many teachers, particularly in the US, who do take that approach, who have a piece picked out three months before that a student is going to learn just for a concert, it often sounds like the exam preparation process. Now, I know it's different because they're not going to get a result from that. There's no one judging them or marking them and there's no other requirements. They're not going to get up there and play their scales. However, it does kind of fill that similar role. So although my students don't do exams every year and some students never do them, um, there are just a few entered each year in my studio, basically of 70 odd students. However, when we do want that kind of, those kinds of pieces, that kind of goal, that's really where we go with that rather than recitals. 
So when my students are learning pieces for a concert, what they're actually doing is polishing up something they already know quite well. Which means we can start about two months before the concert, which means we can really focus on the performance. That's what this is about. It's about learning to perform and it's about sharing things that you love to play with the audience. Now, one difficulty or one complaint, I guess, that teachers will often have about taking this approach versus the other way is that your beginner's pieces aren't going to sound that spectacular in a recital, that they're not going to be recital pieces, quote unquote. I think your beginners should be learning as part of their regular course of study. They should be learning pieces that they would be proud to play for others. I think that should just be included whether your student does a recital or not. I think that should be a requirement. So for my beginners, for my students who are in, say, their first, maybe even second year of study, what they play for a concert is often a rote piece. So a piece that they have learned by copying the teacher and by memory rather than by reading, which means they can play all over the piano, they can make fantastic rich sounds. Another option for many beginners is that they play a duet with the teacher. So it's something they are proud of playing, but it needs that bit of teacher support underneath to make it sound really fantastic. And yes, you do want them to be a substantial enough length. You don't want to go too long with beginners recital pieces, in my view, because it's a lot to maintain your concentration in front of an audience for that long. But you do sometimes need to put in an extra bit, an improv section in the middle or repeats in order to make it into a more substantial recital piece. So when it comes to choosing the recital pieces then for all my students, it's coming from their regular repertoire. But it's not going to be certain things and it is going to be others. We're going to pick out a piece that they is going to showcase their musicality, something they love to play, something they're enthusiastic about and something that they can play really well and that sounds impressive for the audience. So for my beginners, that means a bit more guidance. And in general, for our end of year recitals, so the one we do in May, which is our spring celebration is what it's called each year. For that one, I have larger concerts. So there's like 30 odd kids in each one, which means that I pretty much pick most of the students' pieces because... I need to avoid them clashing with each other. I don't ever want two students to play the same piece in a recital because for the audience it's boring and for the students it's full of comparison opportunities which we don't want to happen. Say one of them completely, you know, misses a section or flubs a note or whatever and the other one doesn't. It's just going to be so much worse um, for the student who made that mistake. So I don't let that happen. So that means that For all my students who are in like our common method books or using some of the most popular um, supplementary books, that means that I just choose their pieces. Now, if I have a student who's in a more unusual method book, no one else is in it that happens to be in their concert or in a more unusual supplementary book or they're further along. So there's just less likely of a clash at that later later level. I I will ask for their input and let them choose um, maybe between a couple of choices or maybe just free you know you can learn you can do any of the ones that we learned this year which one would you like best if I know that they're not going to pick something that sounds sort of too nothingy <laughs> and they're not going to pick something that another student has then I will let them choose themselves 
So for me, it's about showcasing that student and allowing them to play something they're really comfortable with and that will make them sound fantastic. And that does need, even if you're not worried about clashing students, it does need a bit of teacher guidance in the first few years. When we do open it up to students, I find they will often pick something like, let's say they're in Piano Safari book one. They'll pick like one of the black key reading pieces that's really like 10 seconds long (laughs) and it's just a very simple tune and there's not much going on and there's nothing wrong with those pieces but they're for reading practice you know they're not really recital pieces so that's where we would guide them and pick with them and if a student doesn't like our choice they insist no I just I never enjoyed that piece and we didn't pick up on that before then we will reselect we'll pick something else that's suitable While doing this selection, we're also keeping in mind that student and what kind of personality they have and where they're at with their studies. If we have a student who is really struggling and has been having a hard time practicing, fitting in enough practice, we would not let that student pick a piece that is not fully done, that we're not already confident that they could play it in a recital tomorrow (laughs) because we want to take it and polish it up till it's sparkling and focus on the performance aspect and keeping it polished. However, if I have a student who has quite a lot of drive, who practices consistently, and they say, oh, I really want to do that piece that we only just started on. If I work really hard, can I do that one? I will say yes, absolutely. You know, if they're most enthusiastic about that, and it is going to drive them forward, then that's okay with me. I won't really let them pick something In general, there might be exceptions to this, but that they have not started on. That's generally not something we would do. Again, we're talking about six to eight weeks before. So if you are going to have your student pick something fresh, all of them pick new pieces or you pick a piece for them and it is they've never touched it before. I would be looking at like three to four months because you need those final few weeks to polish the performance aspect. You need it to work on bowing and smiling and putting their book on the stand nicely. All of these little details that are actually really hard to get right. Now, aside from just their regular pieces, there are also some different recital approaches you can take. So different ensemble pieces can be great. One really fun thing to do if you have a bunch of beginners in Piano Safari is to take I Love Coffee which comes in six parts, and do it with six kids playing the different parts. You can find a video of, I think it's Catherine, although I could be wrong about that. I think it's Catherine Fisher and her students. Could be Julie. Um, You can find a video anyway if you look up I Love Coffee Ensemble on YouTube, and you'll see them queuing up behind. It's kind of like a, not a relay race, I can't think of the right word, a round robin, I guess, Um, where they play one after the other, and they're ready to go and the teacher who's playing the accompaniment just repeats the ending every time to give time to switch over. So fun stuff like that with beginners I've done before that we played almost all the pieces in Safari, not to be confused with Piano Safari, Safari by June Armstrong, which takes you through a day on Safari in Africa. So a student played African Dawn from the start, then we visited lots of different animals, and then we finished with the night sky at the end. So you can come up with beautiful things like that, but you need to plan those a little bit further ahead of time. I'll just finish by saying, in terms of recital repertoire selection and all these different things you can do and themes and all of this, 
let me just say that if it is your first recital, or if you're just going through a busy season in life or things have been stressful lately, feel free to just do it that every student plays a piece they already know and leave it at that. You don't need to have a theme. It is enough for parents that they just see their little darling play, they enjoy the other kids' music, and everyone has some juice. Like, it can be that simple, it doesn't have to be complicated, but if the more creative, the different options, you know, telling a story through music, giving different themes to students, if those sound fun to you, then absolutely go for that too. Your one thing this week is to think about the alternate approach. So if you always give your student a challenging piece for recitals, just take a moment and imagine doing it my way. If you already do it my way, where we give students a piece that they already know well and polish it to perfection or near perfection, then maybe think about it the other way. What benefits could you get from challenging your students and giving them a specific recital piece? I would love to hear your thoughts on recital repertoire and how you choose it for your students and the different pros and cons and pitfalls that you've come across. Please leave a comment underneath the article that goes along with this episode on the Colourful Keys blog or come find me on Instagram. I'd love to chat to you there. If you liked this episode, you would absolutely love Vibrant Music Teaching Membership. We have the support and the training you need to take your teaching further. Join us today by going to vmt.ninja and signing up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.